Hello everybody, Christine here. Welcome to part three of three in our first official Meet Yourself series. It's so funny, I was jumping in to record this today and I thought, wow, I could probably do part 10 of 10 and still not feel completely complete on this topic, which is actually really exciting because it tells me that we have a long way to go this year. And (laughs) I know to some of us that can feel terrible. Like, what do you mean a long way to go? I would just like to arrive. I would like to be receiving with open arms and all is well in the world. (laughs) But the truth is the topic of receiving, the topic of giving, gosh, the topic of human, human nature in this way is just so deep. And my goal, really, my true intention in this three-part series was to make sure that we were really all on the same page of what it means to be a giver, which we talked about in part one, the five absolutes of receiving, which we talked about in part two, and today we're going to bring some actual real life, how do I do this, I have the information, but where do I go from here? steps to bringing this into your life in a way that is going to honestly become a habit. And that's where I want to start today. I think it's really interesting when we think about receiving as a habit. Hear me out on this. If you're a part of the collective, you've heard me speak into this before. If you've been a past client or current client, we may have spoken about this too. But There's something really beautiful about creating habits around a sense of feeling. And you can think of it this way. You know when you're stepping into something new or you're trying out something new, maybe you are starting a new program of some sort. I always revert back to fitness and nutrition in this because it's where Pivotal started, but also because it's something we can all really relate to. And you know, you know, and you're in the starting phases of that, and you have this feeling of excitement, of newness, of belief, of I'm going to try this new thing. And the first couple of times that you do it, there is a feeling that is produced. And that's due to different chemicals in the brain and all of those things, which I don't think we need to get into today. But there is an actual physical response to what you are doing. The moment that that physical response starts to dissipate or the moment that discomfort becomes more prevalent than whatever that good feeling was for you is the moment that that habit generally starts to go downhill. And that's often why when you hear about different programs, fitness and nutrition related especially, even business, I'm sure there are parenting courses. This is probably any course or program that you're going to take these days you're going to hear a lot about mindset. And the reason that mindset is so important is because it brings us back into that initial feeling. It reminds us of what it is we're doing it for when the feeling of discomfort becomes heavier than the feeling of progress, than the feeling of fulfillment, than the feeling of newness, than the feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm finally doing this for myself. And when we think about building habits based on a feeling it becomes a little bit different because we start to focus on our body. We come out of our head a little bit and we start to notice what it actually feels like to do that thing. 
And so in my mind, there's no reason why we can't think of the act of receiving as a habit. In the end of part two, I actually left you with three questions to ask yourself every day. So if you didn't listen to that segment, I want to encourage you to go back and do that because in this episode, we're going to make this a little bit more tangible. We're going to step into two very specific questions that are actually going to be presented at our live event in Sheboygan. So if you are going to be there, please know this is going to be a big part of it. You're getting a little bit of a head start, which makes me very excited for you, but also just something to simmer on before we step into that space together. If you are joining us in the Pivotal Collective, I would love if you would leave your responses underneath so that we can go back and forth on this. You can also communicate with us in the WhatsApp chat if that sounds good. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes, please feel free to direct message me and let me know how this segment sits with you because it's going to be unbelievably meaningful as we move forward with the art of receiving this year. That is the focus. I really can't see us shifting the focus because I think, like I said earlier, there is an abundance of things for us to talk about when it comes to receiving, especially when I know that most of you are going to spend this year giving in the way that you always have. And I know that a lot of you have a goal to give in a bigger capacity in many different elements of your life. So let's start to create a little bit more of a balance with receiving. We're going to do that by first recognizing and slowing down enough and being present enough to start to notice the ways in which you're already receiving that you maybe aren't registering as receiving. Here's what I mean by that. Let's go back to the habit example. When we are doing something new, when we're creating a new habit, when we're producing a new feeling, the truth is that Again, the moment that feeling starts to dissipate is the moment where that new habit becomes most difficult. So when you think about receiving, there are moments in your life that have happened up to this point. There are moments that very likely exist in your life today where someone in your life, and that someone might even be yourself, someone in your life is giving to you in some way. They are showing you love in some way. They are showing you appreciation in some way. And I think two things can happen when we're in this boat. We can either be so used to receiving that thing that it's just normal to us. It's kind of like, I'm thinking of of Matt and I, when we first started dating, I was the <laughs> I was the side of the relationship that was always saying, I love you all of the time. And in his mind in the beginning, I remember him saying to me, you know, you, you say it so much that it's like it loses its, it kind of loses its meaning. Not that he felt that it was losing its meaning, but you know what I mean? It's like this fear of, I don't want to say it so much that it doesn't make an impact anymore. And the truth is, if you're on the giving end of a statement like that, and you do feel connected to the feeling of love when you say, I love you, there's never too much. And if you're on the receiving end of that, if you truly feel love when someone says, I love you, there's there's meaning in that, right? It's when we get so used to it, it's when there is no feeling behind it, that those words just become words. And so (laughs) for the record, I think Matt and I probably say I love you more than 
gosh, more than I can count in a day. And it's a beautiful thing. And sometimes, yeah, it is habit to just say it. But a lot of the time, it is also a feeling. It's a reminder. It's a support, right? And so it's the simple things like that in your life that you may be receiving that have become normal to you that actually might make a big impact on how you feel if you learn to reconnect to that feeling again. If you slow down and reconnect to that feeling again. And so the first thing that we're going to sit with is in what ways are you already receiving that you may not be focusing on because it's become the norm. And this is actually a big part of a gratitude list. I don't think this is really spoken about, you know, the background of having a gratitude practice, the background of having a gratitude list. I did an episode about this a couple of weeks ago on why writing down three things that I was grateful for never worked for me. And I would do it for a couple of days and sure it would feel good, but then it would fall off pretty quickly. And the reason it would fall off pretty quickly is because I stopped feeling about it. It became normal. It became something I was just doing. I would write that I was grateful for the sun, but I was never really feeling the sun. You know what I'm saying? Are you following my drift on this? I want you to think about in this moment, in what ways are you receiving in your life today that have just become the norm? And how would your life change? What experience would you create in your day-to-day if you started to actually feel those things again? So if you have a moment, I would love for you to pause and just simmer on this. Think about this. When you're listening to this episode, in what ways have you already received today that you just didn't see as receiving? Let's be with that first. I'm actually going to sit with this a little bit after I end this episode because I know for a fact that I'm receiving every single day. Am I receiving in the grandiose ways that my mind thinks I need to be receiving in? Maybe not. But to go back to part two... Am I allowing to receive that way? Am I asking for things that I need? That's a whole different conversation. So let's be with the ways that we're already receiving today and feel that a little bit more. The second thing that we're going to do, the second thing we're going to sit with is in what ways are we desiring to receive that we aren't? And this goes back to part two, when we talked about the five absolutes of receiving. The truth is, we need to accept that we want to be receiving in a different way before we're able to do that. We need to have confidence and at least some sort of comfort and safety to ask for what we need to be able to receive in these ways. And when we think about in what ways we desire to receive that we're maybe not right now, the truth is we need to become really aware of the ways in which we feel lack. And this can be kind of hard because it brings up tough emotions, right? Especially if you're looking to receive from someone who is maybe emotionally unavailable to do so at this moment in time. Or if you're looking to receive from someone who was never really meant to be giving to you in the first place. Or if we have unrealistic expectations of 
how we're expecting other people to make us feel, right? There's a lot of questions here. There's a lot to dive into here. And I know this is a big, big subject. And I do think it's a very safe place for us to start in creating a little bit of a wish list. So when we think about ways that we want to receive, what do you wish for? And if nothing's coming through for you on this, it sometimes can be easier to tap into the ways in which you feel frustrated. Those moments of, I wish someone would do this for me. Those moments of, I'm exhausted that I'm always giving to other people. What are those things? Because if you're a giver in the way that I think you are, in the way that I'm fairly certain you are if you have made it to part three (laughs) of this series, the truth is the way that you're giving is probably the way that you desire to receive. I don't know if you're familiar with love languages. Again, this is another topic. We'll have to come back and do another episode on this, but love languages can be so telling in the way that we wish to receive from other people. I know for me, my love language is acts of service in a lot of ways. And it's interesting because Matt and I, my husband, we have different love languages. And all of us carry a sense of each love language, I think. And you know what? Actually, since we're going to dive into this for a second, I'm going to check out, I want to make sure I have all of the love languages listed for you. Hold on one sec. Okay, you know me. I love me a good ramble where we go in a different direction that I was never expecting. So here we are (laughs) with love languages. This is a beautiful segment to tie into this. So if you're unfamiliar with love languages, they are the ways in which we desire to receive support, to receive love, and also probably the way that we give love based on what we hope to receive back, as I said before. So the five love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Now, you don't have to know exactly what your love language is in this moment to resonate with this episode. I just want you to feel into this for a second and really start to notice If you do know your love language or you have a little bit of an idea of what your love language might be, notice if that's how you generally give to other people. So for example, going back to Matt and I, my love language is acts of service. I love when something is done for me that I would normally feel responsible for and I didn't have to ask. And it just happens. Like unloading the dishwasher, an incredible act of service for me running to the grocery store, doing the laundry, right? Just those daily things that I generally hold myself in account of, right? Like things that I feel I need to be doing. When Matt does that for me, without me needing to mention it, it is everything to me. So in return, the way that I will often give to Matt is through acts of service. But here's the thing, Matt's love language is not acts of service. Matt's love language is a mix of words of affirmation and physical touch. And so it's interesting to think of the ways that we give and how generally what we're giving is what we're hoping to receive. But is that other person acknowledging the way that you are giving? And let's flip the script. For me, 
do I acknowledge that Matt is often giving me a love language of words of affirmation and physical touch because that is what he enjoys. Are you following me in this? We are all giving and receiving in a way that we most resonate with. So the key to receiving for you is to understand how you're giving and to start to learn to ask for what it is you need in that way. And that is something that we will continue to work through together. But in this moment, can we create a wish list? Can we create a couple of things, three to five things that we would really love to receive from someone else? And potentially that we would really love to receive for ourselves. And again, this is something that we are going to be doing in our event. So if you're listening to this, Just simmer on it. Know this is coming. It is so important that we start to recognize this ebb and flow of giving and receiving. That we start to recognize that the way that we pour out to others is so often what we're hoping to receive in return. And sometimes other people are giving to us in a way that we just simply don't receive. That we don't pay attention to, that we don't notice because it's not important to us. And this is where communication comes into play. This is where we start to build our connections with the people that are closest to us in our lives to better learn ourselves and to better learn them and to create a beautiful bond in that. Because giving and receiving is is a relationship. It's a relationship with others. It's a relationship with ourselves, and it's a way to create so much more ease and love and joy within us when we start to really slow down and pay attention to it. I would love to know how this this is sitting with you. (laughs) I can't wait to continue this conversation. After this series, there'll be a couple of random episodes, I'm sure, but we're going to walk through those five absolutes of receiving that we talked about in part two. How do we accept that we need to receive? How do we ask? How do we become aware? How do we appreciate? And how do we continue to make that abundant? So be sure to follow this podcast if you're not yet. If you know this is something that you desire to place a focus on in 2023, I would really, really encourage you to become a part of the Pivotal Collective. You can find a link in the show notes. It is 10 bucks a month for the least expensive tier. And I would love to support you in this closer. And again, if you are listening to these episodes just for a little self-love, a little bit of perspective, I'm here for that too. And I'm so grateful for you. And I hope you know that I feel that energy from here. And I hope you feel mine. Okay, have a beautiful rest of your day. I can't wait to hear how these two things land with you and I will see you very soon. Bye-bye.